Hello, hello and welcome to Trucking Answers. It's the best trucking podcast in podcast land, if I may say so myself, which I just did. I'm Mark, your host, and I'm here with Gracie, my co-host, who's currently getting some chow, but she'll be in soon to give her opinion on things. Now, as I always start these out, I have to tell people, look, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not giving out legal advice. Okay, so we always start that out, so there's no confusion. Sometimes people get confused. Mark, are you giving legal advice? No. But I am a driver with 35 years of experience, and I currently still drive. All right, so I'm a driver like everybody else, and so I'm giving my professional opinion on what is happening in trucking. We talk about trucking and sometimes social issues as well because they affect trucking because there are so many of us and just affects everything, right? Social issues bleed over into everything that there is. But today, we're going to talk about ABF and the new contract that they got. Now, this is not going to be a podcast that says, hey, why don't you join a union and you're stupid if you're not in a union, all right? I do think it's better in a union, but I'm going to tell you this. That's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about what you can do if you're not in a union company, but still want some kind of raise, some kind of better working conditions. You have some kind of issue and you're like, Mark, I don't know what to do. Well, this is what you can do. And we're going to talk about this in relation to what ABF just got in their union contract. So let's talk about what they got first. All right. And we're going to get into what you can do. So ABF just ratified a contract with the union. Okay. So, uh, and it is a multi-year contract and they're getting an immediate $3.50 an hour raise. Uh, and then over the contract, $6.50 an hour, that's $260 a week, just on 40 hours. All right. Just on 40 hours. That's considerable. That is a, more than the raise they got for the entire life of their contract. Okay. So their one year raise of their last contract. They're also getting Martin Luther King day added as a new paid holiday. All right. So that's a raise as well. And they will get two additional sick days, which brings them from five to seven. How many sick days do you get at your job? Yeah, I don't get any. All right. So uh, the company also has to increase its contribution to their uh, health, welfare, and pension plans. $4.46 an hour increase. Okay. An hour increase to these kind of benefits. And they also are not going to allow autonomous vehicles. And maybe the biggest part of it. No driver-facing cameras are allowed for the life of the contract. So they eliminated that as a potential issue for five more years. All right. That is a big deal. These driver-facing cameras, which I'm going to do a whole podcast about, they're terrible. And I think companies that use them are crap. All right. That's just my opinion. If you have to use a driver-facing camera, you aren't doing a good job of hiring and keeping good employees because good employees don't need a driver-facing camera. And I'm still, I've put this out there years ago. To everyone, Lytics, any trucking company at all that can show me even one instance where a driver was exonerated because of the driver facing camera, where without that, he couldn't, wouldn't have been able to be exonerated. And people all say, well, Mark, uh, they can tell if you're on your phone. Well, you know, they can tell if you're on your phone by just getting your phone records, too. They don't have to watch you 24 hours a day with driver facing cameras. And there's all this, you know, talk of trying to get women in trucking. And then here's more and more lawsuits I'm finding now of women being harassed by the camera. Their, uh, their dispatcher or whatever will comment on what they're wearing later. Isn't that interesting? So they have some shirt on or whatever. And the dispatcher's like, hey, no, you know, nothing to do with anything about driving. But hey, what about, you know, this or that and whatever was on their shirt they're being harassed through the cameras. It's just allowing people just just makes the workforce worse. We'll do a whole uh, podcast about that. 
And people can say whatever they want. ABF has a really low turnover rate because of the high pay and good working conditions. But more than that, they have a better safety rating than any carrier I could find that has or uses driver-facing cameras, which they don't have at ABF. Other companies use them, and yet ABF is safer. How can that be? Because all I hear about is how safe they are. But I'm off on a tangent about these cameras. And that's what we're going to talk about here today. We'll get into that in another podcast. If you're at a non-union carrier, generally over-the-road carriers, but there's a lot of non-union local carriers too, how can you do anything? How can you get a raise? Well, this is what I've always said, and this is what I think you should do. You should kind of follow the union model. Now, you don't have to unionize. That'd be very difficult at a road carrier. And uh, yeah, and people would say, well, Mark, why don't you just quit? You could. You could. You could just quit. But you know what? How about the other side of it? You people that think people should just quit. How about the company? Uh treats people better and pays them more. So what you do, instead of you quitting, how about everybody quits? What I mean is you do the strike, you know, a quasi strike. You get the drivers together and and don't tell me this is going to be hard. Things are hard to do. It's hard to climb Everest. People do it. Okay. Just because it's hard doesn't mean it is impossible and it doesn't mean it's not doable. Okay. Difficult things happen. They're hard and people do them. Schwarzenegger said uh, he loved when people told him something was impossible. They couldn't do it because then he knows when he did it, he's the first one to ever do it. He goes, oh, I guess I'm the first one to ever do this. Right. So never listen to people that tell you that things are hard or it can't be done. Things can be done. You get people together and you tell the company you have to have a spokesman. So they have to have a number and you tell them, look, we want to raise. We want to raise. Not I want to raise. We all want to raise. And so Monday at 8 a.m., uh, this is a phone number. You give them the phone number of the spokesman. All the trucks are stopping. So watch all the trucks stop. And so we need everybody, you know, starting at 730 to get the trucks parked, pulled over, no matter where they are. And they don't leave again until the spokesman tells them to leave. Well, Mark, the company will just fire everybody. Really? Do you think so? Let's think about that. Okay, I hear that too. So let's think about it. So we have a company, 750 trucks pull over out of, say, 1,000 trucks. Because you're going to need... It can't just be four of you, all right? You think they're going to fire 750 people all over the country? Really? See, companies know that drivers have this power. That's why companies forever down-talk unions and, oh, that's just stupid. They'll not do anything for you. Really? What did they do for ABF? (laughs) So uh, UPS, their contract negotiations, who knows when those are going to end. And in their initial part, they're getting air conditioning put in the trucks, which UPS has always said we will never do. Guess what they're doing? Air conditioning. Because they weren't going to move past that. They said drivers are going to get air. We're not moving past this. So not one driver, all the drivers. So once 750 trucks park and they call your spokesman, spokesman said, all right, here's what we want to do. We want uh, blah, 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 and blah, 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 because each company's different. That's why I don't think there can be any more a master thing for all road companies. Each company has its own issues. Here it may be home time. There it may be mileage. And at place C, it might be a maintenance. I don't know what it is. But each place has some kind of problem that really needs to be addressed and is not being addressed because they don't care to address it. And you have to make them care to address it. So let's still go on this theoretical person's idea that, well, they just fire everybody. So they send a message, all trucks that don't move in an hour are fired. Okay. And so what you need to do, stand your ground, stand your ground, as they say, all right. 
and nobody moves. What are they going to do? Okay, you're all fired. All right. It's all fine. And your spokesman should talk to them about that as well. Say, everybody that's fired is immediately going to leave their truck, wherever they're parked. Because, uh, you know, as I saw at the beginning, not a lawyer. If you don't work there, if they fire you, rather than you quitting, I don't think you should quit on the road like that. But if they fire you, knowing where you are, you don't work there. You can't drive their truck, right? If I don't work for you, I'm no longer responsible for anything. That's why companies almost all the time, unless it's a huge safety problem, they bring you to a terminal and then fire you. Okay, Because they know that if they fire you, you might just leave the truck and then they got to go get it. Now, there is some of that that happens and some people quit, but they're not going to do this. 700 trucks. How long do you think it would take to recover 700 trucks parked all around the country? A day? A no. It's going to be a lot longer than a day. A lot longer than a day. And that's the power. That's the power. That's the power in a union, and that's the power at any place. And people can say what they want. It's illegal, Mark. It's illegal to have a union. You're not having a union. Okay, but you also are not required to come to work. I don't have to work. I could say I'm simply not going to work. After 9 a.m., I'm not working. I'm not quitting, but I'm just not going to work anymore today. Simple as that. So you make them fire you. And sure, could they fire you? Yeah, well, yeah, they probably could. I mean, they certainly could. They could fire anybody. But are they going to do that? And see, they may pick a few people out to fire them. What has to happen is your spokesman says, no, no, no. You know, everybody keeps their job and keeps all their time and everything. Or nobody comes back to work. That's all part of it. It's all part of the negotiation. That's exactly how it would work, I think. And it would work. It would work. Will people do it? I don't know. People are really afraid for some reason. I'll get all these complaints about a place. And I'm like, well, quit. Oh, well, I don't want to do. I don't want to quit. Well, then take action. You know, take a complaint. Like some of them were maintenance. Complain to the DOT. Tell them, well, I don't want to do anything. Look, if you're not going to do anything, nothing's going to change. All that's uh, all that's necessary for bad people to continue doing things is for good people to do nothing. And that is, that's not just for, you know, wars. That's for workplaces as well. When you have a truck, yesterday it was 93 degrees here and the dew point was 70 degrees. Okay, and I know there were people driving around where the air didn't work. Like, that ain't going to happen. All right, you should be in a motel where they fix your truck, period. Right, and what I do, my policy here, since I'm home every day, is if my air doesn't work during the day, it goes out, I'll drive the truck back that day. Okay, but if it's still hot, we're done. I'm getting a different truck the next day. Or I'm not going out. What are they going to do? Fire me for not having air? Okay. Is that a big problem? I've been here 21 years. So is that going to be an issue for me to get another job? And that's what I would tell them. I mean, let's think about that. So I have 35 years of driving, 21 years at one place. Okay, that's 21 years. Could I get a job in the trucking industry? Yes. Answer is yes. So not concerned about it, and you shouldn't be either. Unless you have six DUIs, all right, and you're just hanging on by a thread at a company, don't worry about them firing you. And remember, they can't fire everybody. They can't fire everybody. But all it takes for people to not try to get free is to not, you know, to not understand that they're slaves. That's why people don't try to get their freedom. I saw a meme about that, right, where they had an elephant tied up to a chair. 
And they're like, you know, well, yeah, we chain them up when they're little. And then as long as they have that chain on their leg, they don't ever try to escape. Because they, they still think that they're prisoners. But they're not. They're not in captivity anymore. They just stay there because they never try anything. So if you have a place that is bad, that needs change, you're going to have to be the change that you want to see at that place. Get it started. Will you be a rabble rouser? Um, will you be someone, oh, this person's causing trouble? Yeah, so what? So a lot of companies need somebody to cause them some trouble. Okay, they do. And it can be a huge place or it can be a smaller place. But somebody has to do something and take some kind of action. Or nothing changes. And you continue to get what you've gotten. You just accept it then. You know, bend over and take it, I guess, is the idea of it. But, you know, there's no reason why this couldn't work for you as well, as long as you get some people together. It's just that simple. It's just as simple. And, well, Mark, it seems easy. It, it is. I mean, you just take some action. It is just like that. Will you do it? That's the question. The question that Gracie and I both have. So if you want to get started in trucking and don't have to have these kind of problems, you know, go to launchwithmark.com. And until then, we'll see you on the next podcast.